0: What up, what up, what up? It's the On Deck TV podcast, episode three zero ones holding it down in the 300s. Welcome to the 300 Club, man. The first one that we're going to do, well, probably the second since this is episode 301, Hip Hop Docs. Wu-Tang just came out with the Mikes and Men documentary. We were... Thoroughly intrigued. We enjoyed it. So, what we're going to do is talk about some of our favorite hip hop documentaries. And by we, I do mean Animal Brown, the On Deck TV podcast. It's only we can do it. We appreciate you guys joining us. Also, man, this episode is brought to you guys again by Beard Organics. Beard Organics is a company that provides handcrafted beard oil products. We're committed to producing the best pure and natural grooming products to keep you looking your best at all times. We promise bringing you the best beard organic and 100% all natural products by using only ingredients from suppliers that meet our top quality assurance standards. Our beard oil formulas are handcrafted using high-quality natural ingredients that promote health and strengthen your beard. Our products are cruelty-free and are never tested on animals. Use the offer code on Deck TV for your 10% off. You have to spend a minimum of $4.99. I'll tell you, the beard oils work. They smell good. Your lady will love you a long time for it. Go on there for your guy. Get them, ladies. And if you want your beard just looking great, guys, go on there and get it. That's beardorganics.com. Also, go to realbillmedia.com. Check out all of the podcasts on the website.
1: Absolutely, man. The podcasts include Full Sport Press. Shout out Jay hove Big Jeff, and Howeezy Their latest episode is up. They're doing the top 10 players of the NBA playoffs. I better have a piston in there. That's all I know. Yeah, man. Also, Fresh for Dummies podcast. Me and the homie Jay hove talking big boy fashion shit every 1st and 15th of the month. Now... Let's not waste any more time, let's get to this rap shit.
0: What it do, what the business is. It is another week in the books. It's the On Deck TV podcast. I am Spike Lou.
1: Man, holler at your boy Animal Brown, Animal underscore Brown, if you're looking for me on social media. Mm, And make sure where you at.
0: Crickets. Ah, man, he on vacation. He went to go thot it out in Miami. He thotting and bopping. He bashed Miami for Memorial Day for Three minutes on this podcast yep. and he's out thought. It, it left us hanging. Shout out to him extra, man. Absolutely. I cut you off. Where are you at on social if anybody's looking for you? Uh, no one is, but I'm there. I am Spike Lou Join me in the watch Twitter crowd, and the, <laughs> the watch Instagram crowd. I'll be, I'm going to start going live more. Okay. I may do that. I may start going IG live more. <laughs> Let me know when you do so I can turn my phone off. I'm gonna, I'm gonna add you in. You know, you can add people in. I'm, I'm not looking you at you in. on live. Do I'm, I'm way gonna wait to add old. you in? For <laughs> I'm gonna do my little live. I'm like,
1: up, nope. I'm have people do. What you have on deck for um,
0: the weekend? I came across Jamel Hill's new podcast called The Undisputed. She has some fire interviews on there. Undisputed, unbothers. Unbothered. Here we me. go. Damn, go check that out. That was fire. Um, I, w- I finally watched the first episode of Chernobyl. Okay, Chernobyl. It was okay. They gassing it right now. It's a very slow burn, but I could see it building up to be like one of them seven episode, like fire mini series. So you, you know, let me know when it gets good. I will. I'm, on, I'm gonna check out episode two dr- through the holiday weekend. What did you have up?
1: Uh, man, not too much this weekend. I forgot to mention no, I went to the ball game last week. Uh, Braves and Cardinals. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if the Cardinals are that bad or if the Braves are that good, but the Braves dog-walked them. And I don't follow baseball enough to know which is which. Yeah, they swept them, I think, the series. They were killing them. We live in the seventh inning. Like, this is old. It was like (laughs) 10 to 1. Shit was crazy. Game was cool,
0: though, stadium. You like
1: it? Yeah, no, no the new stadium lit up. You mm. know what I'm saying? They got a nice little history walkthrough that you can kind of look at all the players and the retired jerseys and shit. It's real nice. Mm. Real nicely put together. And it was bobblehead night, so I had to mm. leave with some Bobblehead night. Absolutely. That uh, whoever gotcha. that player was, I don't know who that is. You some know. Bob Donaldson, Josh Robertson, uh, Ronald. You don't know who that is. I don't. As I you say, can tell, we don't watch baseball.
0: You, bo- you butchered the last name. <laughs> butchered, butchered however you say it. Um, Episode 300, man, uh, Oh, the event, sold out dates, booked and busy. Hey, dude, <laughs> the RSVPs are
1: gone. Gone. That quick. Gone. Gone with the wind. Gone. gone in 60 seconds. Jesus. Shout out to everybody who RSVP'd. Thank you, June 15th. If you didn't hear,
0: it's going down, but now it's too late. Is there going to be like a little special list for the people that didn't get to do eh, it?
1: Who knows, man? You got to no, stay tuned. I don't, don't know yet. We you got to stay tuned to we find may. that out.
0: We may. That's why I haven't <laughs> responded to those texts yet. So, you know, you, hey, man, I didn't get an RSVP.
1: Hey, you man. Snooze, you snooze? Nah, you loot. Nah, just check back nah. with us. Listen to the podcast. You
0: never know. We may
1: possibly have some additional
0: This things. is what we'll say. Everyone that wants to see the three hundred episode, we're going to make sure that we service you guys. Okay. Let's do that. That'll work. We'll I like sure that. We'll make sure that we service all the on-deckers out there that are committed to it.
1: All right, man, let's get to this uh, this episode. We're talking hip-hop documentaries. Uh, but first, got to get to some news. Uh, Dr. Dre and Nipsey. All right, so if you've been following Dr. Dre on social media, man, he was caught posing next to a Nipsey Hustle painting mm-hmm. in studio with the game. Um, now, Dr. Dre... He passed on Nipsey Hussle back in the day when he was trying to get his name out there, and they never really rocked together before. Now, the internet is going ham right now, uh, calling Dre a clout chaser. What do you think? Is this accurate?
0: Um, Absolutely not. I'm sure if Dr. Dre could see the future, he would have signed a lot more artists outside of Nipsey Hussle uh, if he knew how big that he was going to be. I feel like that we should let Dre mourn just as we've let Game come up with the stories that his son was telling him to play Nipsey Hussle and and do all of these things. And we also should let Khaled celebrate Nipsey Hussle uh, however he wants to. I think the problem is people are are saying, well, I wouldn't do this this way if I were Dr. Dre, so he's clout chasing. And that's not necessarily the truth. You rarely see Dr. Dre, and when he does come out, it's not for clout chasing. Uh, Dr. Dre has been in billion dollar deals not that this has to do anything with money but it does have to do with notoriety no one is going to look at Dr. Dre different if he takes his picture with Nipsey Hussle or if he doesn't like he ain't got no more good in the hood like there's no clout that Dr. Dre can chase now being in the picture with game kind of take away from it because we know what game does but to say that Dr. Dre doesn't have the respect for Nipsey Hussle or doesn't respect the game I just don't agree with that I I don't think that he's coming from a place of everybody's talking about this right now let me go take a picture with him Dr. Dre he doesn't have to do that like he doesn't get anything it doesn't add to his name anything for doing that. so I think it's more of the internet culture that wants to hop in with a take or that wants to get somebody out of here that wants to cancel people you rarely hear from Dr. Dre he's not gonna come defend himself and not say that this is the case so an easy target it's easy to say oh he's this and he's that no I just don't see that
1: so first we, we need to go to the Urban Dictionary for the definition of clout chaser. Let's do it. Um, clout chaser. A person who tries to feed off others' popularity to benefit themselves. Mm-hmm. Now, by that definition, this was 100% clout chasing. Mm. Um, YG and Master P have both expressed similar sentiments lately in separate interviews. Okay, They both said that people are waving the Nipsey Hussle flag that he really didn't rock with. Okay, They didn't name names. But if when you take a look at this, mm-hmm. and he, again, Nipsey is on record saying that Dre wasn't fucking with him. And there's nothing wrong with him not fucking with him. Like, that's a mistake. You know what I'm saying? Dre was in the middle of a billion-dollar Beats deal. I wouldn't be talking to no rappers either if I had those in front of me, different color headphones right. that were going to set me for life for generations to come. Right. I don't want to hear your CD either. Right. However... Don't come on here (laughs) posing next to the little little painting that you got, the little one-of-one, and then act as if y'all were best BFFs the whole time. This is how you address that. All you did was take a picture, though. Nah, but you know what you're insinuating. All you have to do, if you're Dre, you take this photo, put it on IG, and in the caption, you say... Uh, you do an open letter to Nipsey Hussle, dude. Mm-hmm. Listen, I know, you know what I mean? I, I never... Now,
0: you want to talk about cloud chasing?
1: No, you have to address the elephant in the room. There is one. There is not an elephant in dude, the, the, the room. Do the internet say that
0: there's a big-ass elephant Listen, in the room? I'm I'm a hip-hop legend if I'm Dr. Dre. I do this. I've, I, You can credit me for being a hand in creating all of this. <laughs> you really You can do that going back to NWA. So for me to pay my respects to someone who is a very large presence right. in this culture, to me have seen this happen before with Tupac, there's no way that I'm on here like, well, let me do this because everyone's talking about it. Like, he know what Lauren is going Like, this happened to him. Right. He was cool with Pac. And not to say that they were best friends when Pac died. Like, I understand the beef that happened. But he seen and was there when this happened to another young man all he's doing is addressing the situation is, hey, no. I, I took this picture. I have enough money to get this one-of-one. One. This guy at the bottom, <laughs> J.C. Hill, that guy, I'm promoing him. I may have made a mistake with Nipsey. I'm not making a mistake with the artist. I'm not making a mistake of not being around or or at least showing my sentiments of how I feel about this or my condolences by taking this picture. I, I don't think that any way – Dre doesn't – he don't benefit from this. Like, new artists ain't coming to say, well, I want to work with Dre now. you took this picture with Nipsey. If anything, he's smart enough to know taking this picture would receive backlash.
1: Then he Then, again, if he was smart enough to know that, then he should have entered in just a handful of characters mm-hmm. – in the damn caption, and he would've been Gucci. And he could've donated a little 20 piece to the STEM facility that he got going on, and no one would be running your name through the grave. Now you're sitting here working on detox, and when that shit does drop, eventually, when we're 50, people are gonna remember how you clout chased when Nipsey passed, and you're gonna look like a clown, and Mm -hmm. nobody's gonna wanna wanna buy your product anymore.
0: I'm gonna jump out on the ledge and say this doesn't even come up if game's not in this picture. And I would've been, if, if, if I'm Dre, the only thing that I'm doing differently here Hey, J. C. On. Hey, hey, scoot over, bro. Just a little bit, little bit. Yeah, we gonna get you in there on the, on the next one, but scoot over just a little bit, <laughs> all the way out of this picture, so people won't take this the wrong way. Nobody's the problem is game. game is in the picture. Nah, nah, yeah, nah, because nah. he do this. He does this every game. He has no shame in clout chasing. Like he, this is what I do. This is the reason that I'm relevant right now is cloud chasing. Yes. I'm going to chase people and knock them out. I'm going to do anything funny to be relevant on the internet. Yes, I'm cloud chasing if I'm game. This is exactly what I'm doing. If I'm Dr. Dre, I have no reason to. Game
1: is doing a post today about Nipsey. He says, until it's the end of time, and no one has batted an eye. No know. one has done anything but they gave know. him respect and props for that. Man, Dre took that's, one that's, picture, that's full of shit, and we're looking at Dre like, man, get the fuck out of You look old and, been, and washed, bro. That's People that, Dre has shit to sell eventually. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but eventually at some point, Dre will
0: be selling something. Game does too. People just ain't buying it. Like That's the reason he got to post every day about Nipsey. <laughs> like, people not buying what you selling no more, dude. So let, let me go over here. That's cloud chasing right there. They was actually cool, though. it's so. cool. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> they fine. actually have records together man, at man, worst. Listen, man, how many niggas is Dre cool with? I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, people that he shot his I'm not, shit I'm not at gonna Dre fault, and it didn't work. I'm not going to fault Dr. Dre for not working with Nipsey while like he was on No, there's I'm no, no fault at that, that, though. That, but that's just him not having the vision and seeing
1: what Nipsey became. And that's
0: cool. A right? lot of people miss out on visions.
1: And that's fair. Don't take a picture, don't pose next to the damn man, photo bro. as if you're paying homage nah, now. That's, that's
0: like, whack. Man, bro. that's like a nigga coming to us and saying, hey, you know what? I got an idea for a podcast. I'm like, oh, yeah, cool story, bro. He do his podcast, he's successful, we're successful, and 15 years from now something dramatically happens to him and we can't take a picture next to his picture. No, we'll be clout chasing even in 15
1: years, 2035 or that's whatever sick. the fuck year that'll that be. That is sick. That's It'll sick. be a new term for it. I don't, I don't
0: it. see the point in it. That. I I, like, that's fake this, love, this, dog. That's, nah, Great that's, about that. that's fake uh, toxic macho masculinity. You can't – like, you're trying to say that he can't show – like, he may genuinely feel sorry that Nipsey Hussle's not. – I'm sure – actually, I'm sure he does genuinely I'm sure he does. feel sorry that he's not here. A lot of people and do. he's – Dr. Dre is not the socially – he's a socially awkward fellow. He may think that this is cool, and I don't – like, if he had a track record for doing stuff like this, like game, then I would definitely see what you're saying. But Dr. Dre doesn't. I I, I think that he if he even thought this, he would shy away from taking the picture. He just, that means he's out of touch, is what I'm saying. He may be that. And now <laughs> now we're
1: talking about another thing. I, I ain't definitely going to argue on that. All right, let's keep it on the The um, baby, my favorite rapper right now. That's probably everybody. He's the media darling right now. Yeah, I was on him, how long ago was that? Oh, uh, he's been tied to two videos lately involving altercations. Now, one hit TMZ the other day, which showed his security beating up an allegedly overzealous fan who was asking for a picture, <laughs> resulting in the man being in a coma. All right. Okay. Now, a second incident occurred uh, in a mall in Charlotte when an underground independent artist was sort of mocking the baby on Instagram. Oh, he rapped? Yeah. Uh-huh. But he ended up catching an L in the middle of the mall. Now, with the baby stock as high as it's probably ever
0: been right now, will these incidents help or hurt him in the long run? In the long run, they're, they're going to hurt him. And and, and the reason – I don't know. First of all, I'm not sure – like, he he probably one of the luckiest people alive as far as just media and <laughs> coverage and things that can How? happen. Things that can happen from what he, the, the events is that he created. Now, listen. What I would say is this. It's dangerous to have this false sense of bravado that you're going to come out on top of all of these situations. He's killed a man, beaten a man into a coma – Knocked a man out in the Louis Vuitton, walked away from a neighborhood in which they said he shouldn't have been there, but he was able to politic his way out. Right. At some point in time, you started to develop this false sense of security and this machoism as to I'm the baby, I can do this. And it's cool and it's fun at first until you run into a nigga that ain't as goofy as the nigga was in the Louis Vuitton though. It ain't gonna let you politic with them like you politicked in their neighborhood. There's somebody that's gonna take it more serious than you are because, at the end of the day, for him, this this attributes to his rap career, right? It ain't got nothing to do with anything outside of it. And he may run into somebody one day that's willing to take it further than he is. And I don't want, and I think he can rap, I think he's very talented. And at this point in time, he don't need the media shenanigans to get to where he needs to get. So I do think that this is going to take away from him in the long run if he thinks that he's able to continue to come on top in these situations. At some point in time, whether he's manufacturing these situations or not, it's going to be somebody that will be like, you know what, I want to try my luck. And it's gonna be one time where he like, you know what? I came out on top before. I'm gonna continue to come out on top, and it ain't gonna end well for nobody. So I don't think that he has to do this anymore. He can stop with the media shenanigans. He can find a way to avoid these situations because, like, they don't like you can avoid that Louis Stowe situation. To be completely honest with you, and. he has the talent at this point in his career and the buzz to be able to, to lead that shit around. And part of the buzz is this shit right here. 100%. Now, I, I don't know
1: about helping him in the long term, but in the short term, oh, oh man. 100% oh, absolutely.
0: He's, he's people favorite rapper right now. He's
1: adding stripes to his his name. Shout out to me. I've been on him for months now. I tried to tell you, you know what? Listen, that's again, fine. Again, you said this. This happens were, all were, the time. Were you on him when we seen him at Revolt in the diaper? First of all, he wasn't at Revolt. He was at South by South. Well, he was somewhere in the diaper. No, I wasn't on him at that point. He wasn't making the music that he was making. Uh Uh, Now, here's the thing. A street rapper doing street things that doesn't get you locked up will always end up in a W. Um, People like authentic artists. They like their artists to be about what they say they're about. And in each one of these situations that we've named, he has not started any of this shit. It ain't about the The, the, the no Walmart point. shooting, the dude came up to him with the pistol. The two dudes came up to him. With this uh, Louis V, the dude was mocking him while he was in line trying to buy some shit. So, there, there, nothing, even the video of him fighting the dude in the concert, the dude came up to him and tried to fight him. And then he got knocked out. So, like, <laughs> dude... This this nigga's like thug. Listen, when when the BET awards came out and thug of the year category is, is up, this nigga got that hands
0: down. I tell you, you only get so many wins, dude. Like he is, sh- yeah. not, but he's taken l's before. That's, that's the that's thing. The, that's so that, that comes with the territory. Just last week we were talking about uh, YFN Lucci truck getting shot up and him needing to move to wherever the gods know where the fuck you want to. And then his video got to. shot up a couple days later. And then what? <laughs> just a couple days ago again, some shit yep. got shot up, which is why he needs to move. What's the difference between him? And little baby, to you, because it seems as if you're you're commending little baby for this. Fact. But just last week, you're telling me why Finn Lucha needs to move to Alaska.
1: No, I'm, I'm I'm saying that I like when people back up what it is that they talk about, and, and I'm not saying no bully shit. That would be corny. But again, in each one, in literally every situation, somebody has started. They came up to him at the video shoot, dude. He yeah. wasn't standing right Listen, there like man. anybody come fuck with me. I'm King Kong.
0: I'm with the street. <laughs> he wasn't doing that. We've seen though with Nipsey Hussle, brother. Streets do not care who's right and who's wrong. Who's like. At, at some point in time, he not going to be the nigga that win. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, that's fair. And for, That like what for you anybody said, But though. like what you said last week, if he continuously puts himself in this situation, then it's more likely than not that shit going to happen sooner rather than later. I, I like, understand I, all I'm saying is if, if YFN Lucha need to move town, this nigga need to watch where the fuck he going. Like how you for keep sure. running into this shit? Yeah, that's a fair. How a nigga run up on you in Walmart and you got to kill him? Yeah, like, like, but that was before. That was a that was before a lot of shows for a deal. That was before a, that's that was that's before sh- that, a lot of. Absolutely true. Well, to that to that point, if a nigga like, how you running up on a nigga flat out in the LV store though? Like, come on, nah, bro. First of all, who knew they had a Louis V store in Charlotte? Nah, don't do Charlotte like that. I didn't know that. Nah, did not know that though. Charlotte like,
1: I didn't know that. Charlotte, that's what I'm Charlotte. saying. Charlotte's legit. Nah, that's, I haven't been to Charlotte in years, okay. but I didn't know they it's, had a fucking legit. Louis store yeah, though. Ah, oh, they shaking it then, but. Um, I will say this, though, and this rings true. This this was the fact back when Easy e said it. Any pub is good pub. I'm not going to say any because, I mean, if you get like a rape right. charge, and yeah. you're donezo. But 98% of pub is good pub, and especially in this day of social media. Like, this is – people don't even need to know your record now because or your record, your music. Your name can be bigger than that shit, and that can hold way more weight. Shout out Black Youngster. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and so people – you can get endorsements. It's so many revenue streams. He is going to cook. He's going to be on the cover of XL. He's a fucking lock if he doesn't pass it off. You know what I'm saying? And, and shout out to me for calling it. That's, that's really the moral of all of this. Shout out to me for calling him months ago. I tried to tell niggas now you see videos and shit on YouTube and Louis V stores, and now he's a realist rapper walking. Listen, guys, I said this, okay? Listen to Animal Brown next time.
0: I just want him to be careful. That's I do too. I just want him to be careful.
1: I do too, but I mean, just because a nigga finish shit and he not
0: start nothing, like, what, what you ain't gonna do? I'm not even engaging with a nigga like that, man. Like, I got, that's why a nigga 6'5, 300 pounds is with me. <laughs> with me like, I ain't, man, shit, I ain't even recording it, nigga. You just gonna lay But uh, back to the video in Louis Vito. Man, yeah, that, see, and that like, almost seemed like. No, nah, no, it didn't. They, man. The, listen, bro, 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 when bro. when they turned the funniest part. This boy, nigga, dog. this was the one of the goofiest niggas on earth. Look at the baby, y'all. Look at him. Look, man, bro, I don't know about it. like especially especially a nigga that's ready to fight, fight. Like if you are ready to fight, you ain't doing all that goofy. Like, look at the baby, y'all. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> He looked like the type of dude that would have got knocked out. Now, the funniest part though. When the baby had the phone on him
1: and he was like, Where you going, bro? He backing up tripping over the little table and shit. He tried to he trying to whip his phone out like that was gonna protect him from getting whooped. Like that was Captain America's Man, shield or something. Like it, nigga it like no show, dude. Like, you're not it, finna record none of it. None of this will matter, dude. <laughs> you might have to take his L. And i like see This was unbelievable, dude. <laughs> it was. It was like that, it was almost like a sketch. <laughs> It was like, uh, no, that's a fact. Because you this, but see, this has happened before. We just don't don't see it on video. Yeah, but people always are trying people. to antagonize. That's what I'm like, saying. And they've
0: got people, whooped. So. For that's it. that was the only reason why I'm like it may not be fake, because people do this to famous people, I've seen it happen before. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah so yeah. And you also said trolling was going to hit
1: an all time low this year in your prediction, and you were completely wrong because it's at an all time
0: high. If now
1: celebrity troll. Well,
0: who 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 you calling? The oh, you talking about because?
1: Oh, you saying th- coming from
0: the person? that's Yeah, own. the big person. Not ah, the, okay, okay, the not Tekashi, the. Takashi. Yo, was gonna kill it for his people. Got the you. niggas like him gonna forever exist. Uh, <laughs> that nigga that got knocked out in Charlotte. Oh <laughs> uh, man! All right, moving on. YG, uh, he dropped his
1: fourth album entitled "For Real For Real" over the weekend. Uh, After two solid projects, his first two albums, uh, We Land bassed that Stay Dangerous album last year. Uh, It wasn't hitting on nothing.
0: Did he bounce back with this uh, For Real For Real project? Yep. Uh, I think YG is continuing. uh, Even though the, the last album wasn't as good as the first one, to me, YG one of the best storytellers in an album like putting together an album, making it sound cohesive. He's one of the best that we have of the new generation. I don't think mm. he gets enough credit for that. People like to attribute the wild antics and the crazy dressing to uh YG is like the white socks, white socks and tri- <laughs> church ch- shoes. church shoes and white socks. I like mm-hmm. the song too. Yep. But um I, I do think that that YG is solidifying himself as as to why record labels pay him so much attention. I know sometimes people ask they're not fans of YG will why you see so many YG videos and why is he so popping and this and that? Because I think that he fits the bill every time. And even though I didn't like the second album, the people that fuck with YG really heavy and West Coast people seem to fuck with that album heavy. Which so one, Stay Dangerous? Uh, yeah. That's his third. Excuse me, third. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just feel like that, that, that YG's able to bring it every time that he comes out with something that's YG. And I think that he fits California well. That's the reason he was able to take around uh, – the approach to this album made it be popular yeah and I like this album I like what he's doing
1: I do I do like this album too and I definitely think it was a bounce back um, I think what people are looking for is that debut album that he came out with that my crazy life. That I think you can happen. cancel meeting those expectations from here on out. Yeah, that's just not fair of him. He's gonna be one of those artists where his first project is his best. And that's okay. It happens to a lot of people. Uh, but I do like this project. I think he's got some good records on here, though. Like, uh, what's the name of the joint? The the heart to heart with Meek is probably his like wife. That. That's probably his best verse ever. Man the verse. Um, I like I even like some of the up tempo like dance records and shit. Like, I'm not I'm not mad at that. Good hooks. Like as perfect, it's good hooks. It's, like D- those joints are gonna be perfect for the little Compton cookouts out west, or Compton bookout, or you know whatever <laughs> side of the fence you fall on with that. I think he's got some good records on here, and it's much better than that. Stay dangerous, and this is about as close to as good as we're going to get with YG. Like I don't see him continuing to ascend. I
0: see him kind of p- plateauing about right here, which I'm not mad at. But what, yeah, but in West Coast fashion, though, right here is like I think another solid ten years though. Ten, yeah, like he took E forty right. YG gonna be around for a long time, long time. If I think he think those people on his album a little bit more talented than they are. Them features one, Nathaniel, yeah, Wee. he has some questionable
1: features yeah, on he has there. Some slaw features on there. He has some slaw singles features. The, the the you hate that single. The go loco with Tiger. That's
0: trash. I mean, it's Tiger.
1: That is yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's trash. Uh, the stop snitching. Bitch, nigga, snitch, nigga. That's terrible, bro. Like that's a, that is a shitty song, dude. <laughs> I get it. You trying to throw shots at Takashi?
0: Nigga, snitch, nigga. That shit is trash. That's some YG shit, nigga.
1: That's some trash that's shit. Bang. But he's got some bangers on there though. Like, like I'm not YG. gonna lie, I like YG. Don't YG wait. is cool. He, I feel like, yeah. I feel like when he wants to, he actually can rap. But then the gap in between when he's ripping a verse and when he's some slaw is so wide. It's like, bro, like why is it such a big difference? <laughs> When you right here and then and on uh, some of the other songs, like, he ain't talking about shit,
0: Sometimes though. he show up and don't care. Yeah, that is
1: Oh, like, what, Are we sure he writing all that? Don't do YG like that. I'm, 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 that's the only I'm, thing that can make me think of why would it be so different, though. Because he got some slaw-ass verses on that, dude. He does. Like, he got some struggle boys. <laughs>
0: but that heart to heart is
1: fucking fire, though. It is.
0: He's killing that. So I'm like, he's. I feel like that he's one of those rappers though that that on a heart to heart song where you're talking about real shit, he's able to tap into a different space mm. than just being technical. Like I just got to rhyme, do sixteen or some. I, I, like I feel like YG's approach is gonna be different than he going in there able to spit real shit because he's a real nigga For than sure. being like, oh, this is a club song. I got to do a club verse. I got to do a tempo. Shit. Yeah, he. I got to make sure people get it. I think that that's a thought process that he goes to. I think that he is creative. He's in that enough creative space the way he goes through that, and I think that he's able to put more towards that stuff that we like with the heart to heart stuff. The yeah, other shit he just don't give a fuck about.
1: Them. And I like I, some of the songs got more layers than a lot of people think too, man. Good features, good good um good arrangements and shit. It's good, yeah. yeah, it's actually he a tells solid a story project. With his project. All the time. Yeah, I get to him, man. It's ni- nice bounce back from you, YG, because that's that dangerous wasn't
0: nothing
1: oh, at man. all. Um, before we get to this music break, man, uh, Rizzle we got to talk a little bit about the Wu-Tang documentary. Um, now, we've all seen the fire-ass Wu-Tang doc series. Spoiler alert for those who didn't finish episode four, they go into skip details. Ahead. Yeah, skip ahead if you, you want, want to. You wouldn't even give them a chance to
0: skip ahead. Absolutely yeah, I not. i all it is. this.
1: Um, they go into detail about the $2 million Wu album that came out a couple of years ago. Now, it turns out that RZA linked up with an international underground rapper that he met while touring several years back and they were the masterminds of the project, and the actual members of Wu Tang weren't aware of what they were recording versus for. Uh, they ended up being paid a couple of thousand for the project, only to turn out, only to find out that it got t- it got turned into a two million dollar <laughs> album. Now, after seeing how RZA handled that, did that make you look at him
0: differently? Absolutely not. I think mm-hmm. I think from how they started the documentary and how he put together. The Wu-Tang, being the brains behind the situation. Mm-hmm. He's always been acknowledged as the leader of the Wu-Tang clan. By the time that they had gotten to the place where this $2 million album was being made and recorded, it took five years to, to collect in. all of the verses and to put it together. They even said on the documentary, we didn't hear 36 Chambers, we was just doing verses. We didn't know what Rizzo was putting together. He was on some mad scientist shit. Right. I feel like RZA's a he's a a forward thinker and I, mean, I created the deal that they got with Loud Records. Yep. I created just the Wu-Tang mixing the 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 culture of the Asian and black culture like that with the rap and just how he did everything was innovative. And I think that that held through and true to this. I don't think that the rest of those guys were at a place where they could process what he was trying to do and that was selling it as an art piece. Right. Like I feel like, and I heard Ghostface say, if we knew that it was going to be an album, I would have asked for more money. Of course. Because I knew that you were going to be using this verse, which take away completely from what we're doing anyway. So I feel like he has a legitimate reason not letting those people guys know what he's doing with it because of what the end piece of it was going to be, and that would have taken away from what it was as far as art. If y'all know, if they knew what they were going into as far as doing this, it takes away from the art of it, in my opinion. It takes away from the value of it. It takes away from what they're able to tell people about it. It takes away from the exclusive, from it being exclusive. Yeah. Because Rizzo putting it all together, him sitting in the room doing it, the guy that sold it with him, and then Martin Shrelly, Shkreli. who he sold it to, yeah. Those are the three people that really know the context of the album. If I tell you going into it, hey, I'm putting the album together, this is what I'm thinking, then you're able to have interviews, do shows, and talk about, hey, what you think is on the album. They're not able to do that, which makes me able to drive my price up and get them you $2 gotcha. million for it. Yeah. So I think that that's how he originally even started with presenting Wu-Tang to people like, yeah, this is a group but these are 10 different people that I'm presenting to you. So when an offer comes, they are able to negotiate themselves outside of being Wu-Tang. That's all he did here.
1: Okay. First of all, and I think I said this when we talked about this on the show a couple years ago when it happened, but I'm going to say it again. The idea itself of a one-of-one album as an art piece sold for millions of dollars was fucking genius. Mm -hmm. That's first and foremost. Let's get that out the way. But from all accounts, just looking at the documentary from the outside looking in, RZA seemed like a solid dude, especially to the Wu because they were his friends and family in some instances. So... And and we saw that he let them go out of their deals. He said, "I just want the Wu Tang as a collective, but y'all can go get y'all deals. Y'all can you listen? You talk to any veteran artist in the game. It's not that simple to get let out of your deal. Like it's it's never been that easy, dude. Mm. We don't people go on campaigns, free me. I'm not putting shit out. Complain on social media, retire the whole nine. So th- that's what was confusing about how he handled it. Why wouldn't you just tell people what you got going up your sleeve, dude? That doesn't Mean everybody's gonna go on uh, Breakfast Club and spoil it and do all that. You can I, still do that, and people can still get a decent amount of money off
0: of it, and you can still eat off of it. I'm sure Riz straight. Yeah, yeah, but it takes away from it overall. And I, I tell you, I what, don't know how though. But so, so there was a clip in there, and we talked about this off mic, and I'll bring it up here to kind of get to the point of how. In one of those clips, Ghostface was talking to uh, what's his brother's name?
1: Genius, Jism. Oh, no, his brother. His oh, brother. yeah, they're doing the dude on the light-skinned boat. Light-skinned dude with the boat. Yeah, I can't yeah. remember his name, but dude, his brother. He's yeah. talking
0: to him. Who was a business partner. Who's a business partner. And Ghostface is talking to him. He's like, bruh, if I go out and I get a, a million-dollar deal and you ain't got nothing to do with it, but just because I'm with Wu-Tang and you provided me with this opportunity of being Wu-Tang, I should get my full million million instead of 800000 and you taking $200,000 now for processing or a finder's fee or whatever the fuck right. you're charging me $200,000. And he didn't understand that process. Yeah. So as a as a leader, RZA has to know who he's dealing with. So you you have a point in saying you can tell niggas what you got up your sleeve and you can bring them into the fold. But if they've already shown you that they can't handle or process that information, you on the leader are failing them. If you're trying to get to where you're trying to get to and say that two million, because you know he's gonna leak it, because he don't even get the small thing on why I'm taking a percentage out of your million. Like yeah, you think that done. I'm the reason that you're broke, nigga. I'm the reason that you made millions of dollars. Right. So if if, if I see a nigga thinking that way, then nah, I'm not gonna tell him either. Like I'm, I'm I'm not gonna hide anything from him on the sense of if you think you should make more money off this, then let's have a conversation and discuss it on the back end. Mm. I ain't tell, I'm I would totally hold it against him with the thought in my mind that. The way that I'm saying I'm a real nigga is if you want to discuss it with me once you find out it's sold for $2 million, then let's talk about it. I ain't going to hire from you. I ain't going to run from you. Tell me what you think you deserve from it, and let's talk about what I feel like I should give you from it. We can negotiate from that point. But if I feel like it's going to fuck up my $2 million on the front end if I tell you, no, nah, I'm not telling you. And that's me looking out for you as a homeboy. That's me looking out for the business because I've you've shown that you can't handle that. Yeah. So I ain't doing my job as the person that I'm supposed to be if I give you that information and you fuck it up. You fuck up the church money. Yeah, yeah, because they, they didn't that he, he didn't understand that at all. No, he didn't get it. He, he was like, well, "Where it. you? Well, I, want I need my the whole million dollars, uh, like, bruh. Bro, not,
1: but and, and here's the here's the thing. They're dealing with family and friends. If you were dealing with people that weren't family and friends, you'd be getting five hundred thousand out of that, yeah. and, and your ass would have a clue, you wouldn't have a clue
0: and that you was it was a million involved. One of the you biggest, might not even get that. One of the biggest <laughs> things. exactly. You don't even know that it was a million dollars. They only told you it was seven fifty. You get you, you your cut off seven fifty, right? And they took their two fifty out the top, and they getting their percentage, right? But that's a whole other story <laughs> for another episode what this i mean what this documentary did show me is a lack of communication that people have especially black men that are friends that go into business with each other mm-hmm. you have to be able to have conversations painful painful conversations awkward conversations at least have the conversations for the sake of your friendship for the sake right, of right, right. the business because a lot of those times those guys when i seen that they were when when odb was beefing with rizzo or when um uh when cabadonna was beefing about his money a lot of times it was just miscommunication right where if someone had picked up the phone this nigga that i knew since i was seven years old now oh i can't get in touch with him he can't get in touch with me no nobody know what my two hundred fifty thousand dollars is it ain't about people being shady. It's about you not communicating. Right, right. I got right. the 250 for you, bro. I'm waiting on some deals to go through. That's and it I ain't gonna be here this month, like I told you, but it will be here, here. I, I promise you that. Right. Or I take your car. Yeah, I sold it to him for two million. I know I didn't tell you about it. You absolutely right, bro. That may have been wrong in your eyes. Here's why I did it. All right, let's have a conversation about what you want to be compensated. For. Say, but, but when it's when it's millions involved, bro, and it's that's, hard that's, to do. No, that's, 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 that's hard even to do. harder than hard. Like I, I don't like,
1: bro. Like that's because er, that's when people. That's when it's every man for himself at that yeah, point. And everyone my family. Everyone thinks that the other person is hiding something. No matter how transparent you are, someone is still going to think that there's something that you're not telling them. That's just how it works, dude. Like it, right. because and Usually, it's because of outside influences in their ear that don't have a clue about how shit work, and that throws off how they think, and now they're looking at their homeboy like,
0: damn, bro, you, man, man really? telling I slick you ought to be getting this, man. man. You ought to be getting this. It ain't no way you didn't get this off head, bro. Like, it, bro. That's how Comes to an end. Come on, like man. that. Like I did,
1: but... that, I, I, RZA, that, that was a questionable move by Riz. And look, listen. I you can be a real dude and and have one or two on your resume that was like, uh, oh, why you? I don't know why you move like that. But uh, you,
0: you know what? I feel like even after looking at that, what made it so bad is the motherfucker that they sold it to. Like that that oh, didn't hurt oh, it. I mean, that didn't help God, at all. I <laughs> ain't even really know about the. Oh, I smacked Go's face and them calling them by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Man, get the fuck out yeah, of now, here. No, he was a clown. Dude, come on. They dude. sold it to a
1: clown. And and Jeez, when they was in the movie theater fresh. though, and they was all talking about it, <laughs> and they was shitting on it, and then Rizzo yeah. was sitting right there, hit the look on his face. <laughs> yeah, like, he
0: wanted to disappear like a motherfucker. <laughs> yeah? Method man, like that's another story for another day. Like, <laughs> it shit shouldn't even exist.
1: Yeah. That's I'm surprised they they ain't that's really a just holler. Great him documentary, it like was is a
0: great documentary.
1: It was, and there, there are others. Uh, we'll see if it made one of our top three mm-hmm. uh lists. But first, we got a music break. We're gonna tap in Holiday M Extra all the way from Miami. What you got for us, bro? Am this I week, know? we got Currency featuring my man Jada Kiss Clear Part Two. Off of that Gran Turismo Currency and Static Selector album. Check it out.
0: Carry on, jet boarded, upon landed by luxurious sedans escorted to an offshore warehouse where all the imports and the exports is. Realize what they see is and understand where you are. Respect what you done in order to make it this far. That Rolls Royce I got is just a car I bought with some money that I made. Cause I write down my thoughts and I get paid from the cradle to the grave. All we do is run the maze, trying to figure out a way to the cheese. Some niggas turn into rats when they feel the squeeze. Yeah. Your former home is wearing wires under. White teens watch them play crazes to the most high for being alive then burn one and let the smoke erase the negative vibes. And if your origin ain't right, you from a negative tribe. Is it the actual medication or the way it's prescribed? A quest puffing on the herbal. Uh, I don't do the rims or the tents or the. System. We are back. That was Currency Clear Part Two featuring Jada. How you feel about this? Kearns got this shit down, packed, man. I wish some people would call him for rap consulting and he just tell them how to just continuously do this shit. He got it, man. I, I, I like it. I like to have... Um Perfect feature from Jada Kiss. Perfect summer music. I love it.
1: Yep, yep, yep. Uh, this is the whole sound of that Gran Turismo album, Fire. It's straight through, in my opinion. This song is a banger off of there. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's dope. And, again, for some reason, Currency surprises me every time he drops. Love I don't Currency. know why. Love Currency. Yeah, he, but Dude is probably the most consistent, if not one of the most consistent artists in the game right now. I got to get to him. Yeah. All props to Currency. Now, we're talking documentaries here, people. Mm. Um... Top three. I've got three. You've got three. Maybe we got an honorable mention or two. Maybe a wishful. My, maybe even a some hopeful documentaries yeah. that we would like to see. Um, so let's get straight to it. What? Um, give me one of your three favorite documentaries and why.
0: First and foremost, I would go with my number one, probably my, uh, well, it's my favorite not far as the content of all of it, but it probably has my number one, two hip hop moments. When Dame Dash was on backstage, and they were talking about the Def Jam, the jackets, the backstage folder, like first of all, the the backstage DVD is what I'm talking about. That's my number one documentary. And and the moment, the what it made it was for me is when Dame Dash was snapping off on Def Jam. Yeah, and. From I, I wanted to be like Dame Dash at that point when I seen that it was fire. Like, everything that he was talking about as far as representing with his company and, and, and going to battle with the big company. And, like, y'all ain't never show us no love. We do it all ourselves anyway. Like, I just – For some reason, gravitated to what he talked about, which made that one of the biggest hip-hop moments for me. It'll go down in history for other people as well. It's very documented. People love it. And that was one of the times, well, excuse me, that was when I first started appreciating Dame Dash. Like, we had seen the rap CEO before. I feel like Dame was kind of closer in age to us around that time. So it just he kind of epitomized what I would want to be as a CEO.
1: Yeah, now nah, he was um that, that gave us a, first of all that's a classic documentary Crazy. obviously um he he gave us that gave us a look behind the curtain a little bit in terms of what those boardrooms may look like and just the fact of how hard he was riding. Now in hindsight, if we look at it that probably is what got him out of there. That is a fact. <laughs> that is a absolute he, fact. He probably, probably could have approached it a little differently, but um but no, it was entertaining as fuck at worst. Um and that, yeah, that's a classic documentary. I'm I'm not come on everybody. I appreciate on Backstage, it, yeah. like, stop. That's facts.
0: They had DMX on there, the, the whole Rough Riders versus uh, uh, Rockefeller. But yep. I, I feel like. The freestyle battle. Yeah, the freestyle shit. battle. In that situation with Dame, you, you have to always appreciate a person who tells you where they stand. Mm-hmm. And I think Dame is one of the best in the game at that as far as, like, I ain't going to bullshit you. I'm going to let you know where I stand. So
1: Yeah, no, nah, no, nah, that, that was the shit. No, nah, ain't, ain't no question about that. And that was the behind-the-scenes look of the uh, Hard Knock Life Tour. Um, which I went to in Nashville Shout out to Nashville He came out Jay came out with the Eddie George jersey on It was lit mm. um, Alright my documentary It was in 95 Man she was old as hell Jesus Christ Man my favorite documentary I'm gonna start off With my favorite uh, Tupac Resurrection mm. uh, It's my 100% Absolute favorite Hip hop documentary Of all time It's really
0: cheap Cold it's the goat. You slick took all the good documentaries in show prep. You said, well, oh, these are mine. Oh, God. You should take
1: all the I top mean, I, documentaries. I can't help it. This shit is a am- I've probably watched this 10 times yeah. um, easily. It this is the quintessential Tupac. It, if you've got a little nephew, or if you've got somebody older, maybe mom dukes or something that isn't really like, oh, I don't get the Tupac way. What is it? Pop this in and let them watch that and they're gonna walk away like, oh. I get it now, Mm. and the fact that they were able to chop up his own vocals from his own interviews to tell the story and then not sound bootleg, right? Like Like you can tell this a little bit. This may be from one interview, you can tell, but it was edited very well. And for to have him narrate his own story was not only eerie, but it was it was just a really dope representation of him. And I thought it was super accurate. You got a little bit of everything. You know what I'm saying? All facets of Tupac. He's a very complex person. You could have easily done a Roots-length documentary on him, three tapes long, been five hours long and shit, but I think they got enough information in this. Matter of fact, as we're talking about it, I need to watch it again. I ain't seen it in about two years. I need to run it back. That shit is fire. If you haven't seen it and you're listening to this podcast, which means you fuck with hip-hop, you need to go get to that ASAP. Yeah. I'll send you my DVD. <laughs> I don't believe you still got the DVD. Absolutely, <laughs> I definitely <laughs> still got the DVD.
0: Yeah, that's that's one of the best documentaries I feel like has ever been done. I'm a big Tupac fan. If you are a big Tupac fan, then you're familiar with this and you know that. Like the 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 narration with his voice was an awesome add to it. Like yeah. it, it's very dope that they were able to do that. And I rem- it came out in theaters, right? I yeah. saw it. The I theaters. remember going yep. to see that in the theaters and how packed it was and just like how engaged and how everybody was wanted to see it, It wasn't no talking back to the screen, it was like people were locked on every word, and I agree with you, um, if you want somebody to try and understand the big, the big big with Tupac, why was he this, why was he that, (laughs) listening to that in his own words was just, that's something that they can fully, well not fully explain, but kind of give you an idea as to how he encaptured so many people.
1: That's the best Tupac content that you're going to find, period. Other than
0: Me Against the World.
1: Nah, well, I'm referring to nah, movies. Okay, gotcha. Yes,
0: not albums. Okay. Uh, what you got? What's your second favorite? My next one would is going to be because this sort of hit with me like the Wu Tang would hit with the guys up north when they start listening to this, and this is the art of organized noise, mm-hmm. uh, telling the, the the story of the Dungeon Family producers Rico Way, Sleepy mm-hmm. Brown, and, mm-hmm. and just going and Ray Murray. I don't want to forget right. And just going into how they created a sound for the South when the sound hadn't really been established. You had Ghetto Boys and you had Scarface prior to them, but when you have Outkast and you have Dungeon Family, that's a whole goody nother mob. goody mob, conscious rap type, southern still fly playlistic type thing to play off the album that wasn't being done before. They talk a lot they took a lot of soul. Added it to the music, made it digestible for people who didn't like the boom bap rap, which is why you know I didn't gravitate to Wu Tang and the stuff that sounded new, too New Yorkish is because I had this. I had this soulful slowdown alternative over beats that I liked and that more were a southern attitude. So yeah. the organized noise really opened up a lot of doors as far as seeing things being behind the scenes with Outkast early days of who was all in the dungeon family, uh, goody mob, CeeLo early days, early few. <laughs> meathead and all of the stuff that they kind of contributed to everybody's favorite southern artists, the T.I.s, the Killer Mikes, Outkast as a whole, um, Scarface, uh, Rick Ross, all of those people kind of came from the tree of what Organized Noise did and making southern rap what it was.
1: Yeah, no, nah, that's that's a that's a solid documentary. Um, I, I, it put me up on a lot of game about their influence, which. It shouldn't be denied that you got to remember they've also done like R and B shit, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? It ain't even just limited to rap. So organized noise, they're popping. We were lucky enough to hit um, Combat Jack interview when they mm. were being interviewed with really them good. down here in Atlanta. That was super dope, Rico great Way. experience. Rico Way got stories for days. days, days and days and days. That's not gonna fit in one documentary Rico or Way one interview. Said,
0: Rico Way said that they originated making it rain. He said, I used to, this was a story from the live podcast. He said, I literally used to go to the bank and get 10000 He said, we was making so much money back yep. when our first started popping and stuff. He said, I used to go to the bank, get $10,000 out every day. Every day before I yep. got my day started, I would get 10 racks out the bank. And we go to the strip club, we eat wings, and throw the money up in the sky, and spend, go to the mall, get fresh, whatever we had left, we throw the shit up in the air. They yep. said this was before people was making it right. <laughs> this was like ninety what, four, 90, Early. Two,
1: 93. Early in the game. Cool story, bro. Yeah, no, nah, no, nah, shout out to that documentary. That's a good one. I, is that still on Netflix, I wonder? I don't know. I think know.
0: it is. Okay. I, I, mean, I, I, I haven't looked at it in a while, but I think it is.
1: Y'all, try, y'all find that if y'all not up on that. My second one, going Jay-Z again. I know you had backstage, so I forgot to take the other one, man, Fade to Black. Mm. Jay's easily one of my favorite rappers, um, and one of his favorite albums of mine is the Black Album. That was billed as his last album. Right. It was going to be his retirement, his swan song. Uh, the album chronicles the making, excuse me, the documentary chronicles the al- the making of that album, as well as his show at MSG. Uh, the behind-the-scenes look at him in the studio was crazy. Seeing his face when he first heard that dirt off your shoulders beat, hearing Pharrell tell the inspiration behind Allure, you know what I'm saying, like even even Kanye telling him how he wanted to do encore and how he wanted that to kind of roll out and and how he wanted to structure the song and shit like right. that shit that's behind the curtain, fly on the wall shit that you never get to see. Yeah. And you see that with someone on the caliber of Jay Z's level who will probably go down as the goat when it's all said and done if he's not already that. Um, it's a must see even if you're a part shit. part Jay fan. That's a must see. The album is a classic. How many times? I'm like, I can't even think of another album that has a documentary that shows the making of it. That's a classic like that. It's on that level. I nah. think, I think shout out to the Nas fans. I think Illmatic has something similar, but I've never seen it, so I don't know if they've got actual in studio footage of it. You know what I'm saying? Like this had in studio footage of making some of the fire dopest Jay Z songs ever. Right. So that shit is that. That documentary is super dope. I haven't watched it in a while. I need to double back. Um, it, it, that's my second favorite
0: documentary. Easy. I think one of the most fascinating things about these documentaries with Jay is people knowing he do, doesn't write. Mm-hmm. When you see him first listen to the Timberland <laughs> beat, when you see um, <laughs> the, the look on his face, like Man, the, that was crazy. Was it Pharrell <laughs> or Kanye that came in with the Allure beat? That was Pharrell. And he was like, I could not make the album. Who was saying I could not make the album? You talking about this is going to be the last album? Was it Pharrell? Yeah, that was for real. he was like, this and is, this is your allure? godfather. Oh, oh my yeah, that shit. God. That scene right there was fucking fire. Yeah, even him. And, and sure. then the allure came on? Oh, come on. And bro. it was everything that Pharrell described it to yeah, be. Yeah, and it was there with <laughs> doom, 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 doom. Jay was like, oh. Shit, this nigga wasn't lying (laughs) Just to see the look on the creator's face When he's creating like that That shit is like (laughs) priceless And I I, I was very appreciative as a Jay-Z fan Of him letting us in on this I think it's one of the best documentaries And like you said, taking us through a classic piece of art Putting us in a booth with him Letting us see his expressions His initial expressions when he first hears That's something that you can, like you say To be a fly on the wall for that That's always dope And you can find those clips on YouTube as well Yeah, 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 Easy, what you got? Mine. What's your third one? Is a cheat code kind of, so it's not singular, but it's the beef three documentary.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, no. That, that count. And <laughs> I'll tell you what we had
0: on there. This is was, was Twister versus Bone. Yeah, uh, you can uh, left that all right. one. Though. Chingy versus Nelly. Do you remember that? that was Chingy versus Nelly, B? Yeah, I do. Uh Lil Scrappy versus the Orlando Police. I don't even remember that part to be honest. Didn't down. But the reason why we're here, Ludacris versus T I as well. Okay. Nah, okay. yeah, no, right. that was popping. It was I. Right. I mean, it was yeah. That was popping. Lil' Flip versus T.I. That was classic. That was classic, classic TV, DVD, classic beef. Classic. Listen to Clifford Harris talk about beating him up, the chasing around the car. Like, classic. all of it. God, that was good, man. That was fucking good. And I'm a big T.I. fan. We never heard from Lil' Flip again after that. No. Ne- don't know what happened to Lil' Flip. I think he just put an album out last week. Who knows? Yeah. But just the whole like is being immersed in that and, and being able to see what T.I. was thinking and T.I. a funny dude, man. Even when he ain't trying to be funny at all, like, T.I. funny as hell. <laughs> and just to him talk about this little flip beef and, and to see how it played out, the whole leprechaun outfit shit, like, it's funny. Don't sleep on Lil little Flip was funny Lil in Flip there, was funny. No, he was funny. He was. Okay, gangster. Alright. <laughs> gangster with the big gold. Like, I give it to him. But that was probably my favorite part of it. You also had the game when he was beefing with Yuck Mouth for who knows what. Yeah. And the game when he was beefing with G-Unit with the that was G-Unit good. shit. That was really good. The yeah. game, like I said, he'd been doing this shit for years. <laughs> he'd been cloud chasing and, and fucking knowing how to stay in the limelight for doing absolutely nothing with rapping for years. And, and this was, like, to that. I think that was, this was a classic DVD. This is when you used to go to the bootleg, man, and you were looking <laughs> for the DVD. You, you, yeah, you need that new smack. I need that new no. beef. I need all of that. What, what, what did French have? What was the, the shit uh, that French uh, man, had? I can't even know. think of the name of here. Somebody's right yelling
1: down. at. Oh, uh. Part,
0: Fuck, I can't remember. I can't think of the name, of it. with French DVDs, like all of those. That's going to bother me. This was me. during that time, and I just this just brings up memories even looking at the clips from it. So that's mine, the Beef 3.
1: Yeah, no, nah, the Beef series. And what was that on BET? Was that just the series broken Yeah,
0: they kind like of off of it, Yeah, but they kind of fucked it up. As ah, BET is known okay. to do. Nah, that's wack, As then. BET is known to do.
1: Man, I know, shout out to my guy, Big Jeff. I know he is screaming at us for them uh, French Montana DVDs. <laughs> I know he he is about to crash his damn car (laughs) right now off of that shit, but I can't remember what it is. Maybe we'll get that when we get back to the break. My last one is probably the most recent out of all of the ones we've talked about, the Defiant Ones Mm -hmm. on HBO. HBO was Showtime. I can't remember. Uh, that told the story of Jimmy Iovine, who, of course, owns, runs Interscope and Dr. Dre. And it, it tells their stories separately, and then it combines them when they meet in the mid-'90s and takes it from there on to how they came up with beats and all of that type of shit. And there's so much throwback footage in there. I'm talking about throwback NWA shit, in-studio shit, a lot of things that we had never seen before. Let me speak for myself. A lot of things that I had never seen before – and when you mix that in with the modern day cinematic camerawork that they had in there, I, it just worked on all levels. And to see where a cat like Dre has come from to now knowing what we know now, and to where he ended up, that shit is bananas. It's a four part series. It was phenomenal. Uh, like, Dre was it was everything. Like that that yeah. almost kicked off. If I'm thinking correctly, that may have kind of kicked off the more modern-day documentary that we have today.
0: I was just about to say. Like the series broken up the, the series broken up and the, like, direct, like, fly on the wall, not just sitting across from somebody and them telling the story, but, like, Right there with Dre, right there with Jimmy Iovine, as they were coming up with ideas and stuff, and then kind of flipping that to something in the past, like they did with the Wu Tang documentary. That kind of, I think, set that format. That format's fire. They bodied it, just knowing some stuff about Jimmy Iovine that we didn't know, and also Dre. Some of the stuff about Dre, that's probably one of my favorites as well. I need to double back on that. I haven't looked at that in a while, so I definitely want to watch that. That
1: shit was amazing. Cocaine City was the name of uh, Cocaine. I thought it was
0: Coke Boys. I was gonna say Cocaine City. You're
1: right. Yeah. Um. Now nah, that that um that defined ones is a must watch TV. Honorable mention. For me, I'm gonna say can't stop, won't stop. The Puff Bad Boy documentary on Apple that chronicled the behind the scenes of the 20th anniversary Bad Boy tour. Mm, that was super that was dope. That was really um, Rapture on Netflix. Uh, two of my favorite episodes was Two Chains and the Ti episode. Showed Two Chains putting the tour on even though he fucked his leg up. That I gained a whole new uh, respect the for Two Chains and how we continue to do the tour. And it also spoke about T.I.'s activism and stuff. And then my final one is Murder Rap, which is the uh, Tupac and Biggie cases, kind of, for me, wrapped up in a nutshell. The, the cop who was kicked off of the case pretty much solved both of them and in doing so he even addressed some of the top conspiracies he explained why those weren't true and then he went into what actually is to believe to have happened with receipts in the whole nine so murder rap to me my mind was blown watching that documentary you're
0: you're convinced that he knows he did yeah no that was it
1: yeah no that was it because he, he brought the receipts and he had proof and he had multiple people saying the same thing that didn't know each other in different rooms and it all of the stories start to connect and it 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 pretty much laid out what happened. It's the Crip dude
0: that did it. That's what he said, right?
1: The dude that they beat up. Yeah, Orlando. Yeah, okay. yeah I mean he was a trigger man, yeah. But that, that's a classic. Y'all need to watch that.
0: Any honorable mentions? Honorable mentions for me. Uh moments in one when Boosie was counting the money. He said you see a 20 on pussy. When oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like and he was throwing it on the ground. I think it was on the Smack DVD, I'm not sure. Uh BMF Smack DVD. Mm. When Meach was talking about like we don't fight over nothing, the world is ours. That's, I think, what put BMF on the map to oh, the, the the underground the mainstream. Map. And then it put them on the map as far as the feds <laughs> exactly. as well. Which got them in Yeah, we, we get snacks in the Range Rover. Oh, yeah, yeah. All of that. Yep. But another honorable mention, and, and one that I feel like they had too many for me to put on my, but the Noisy series... Oh, yeah, those are pretty good. A lot of Man. people don't like those, though. They say they're exploiting But the, the reason that I would say it now is I would want people that haven't seen it to check it out and see what they think. Do they think it's exploitive? Mm. The noisy Atlanta, the noisy Chicago, Chicago. Yep. the noisy uh, Compton. Uh, Bay Area. Compton, and then they did one in the Bay Area. Yeah, two years. All of those are... That's good TV. Yeah, Regardless yeah, yeah. if you think it's being exploitative or not, yeah. I think it's in a, it's coming from a place to give you information. Gives you good information. let those guys talk. Trouble had a great scene on it. Yep. The one in Atlanta could have been a little bit. Explosive. I see what you, when they did the McConan and the Gucci Man thing and the, mm. the Gucci twin, whatever them dude's name was. But there's some moments in those documentaries that are really good and, and put really good information out there, namely when they're in Compton and they're doing the hood kitchen stuff and they're right. talking to Kendrick Lamar. The third B. kitchen. Oh, excuse me, the third kitchen. Yeah. And they're talking to Kendrick Lamar, friends B, kitchen. who he grew up with uh, and he was talking about how he, you know, growing up being a rap superstar, is your best friend, but he just Kendrick Lamar to me. That so was dope. It was some dope shit, and, and especially those. So if you're going to start with any of them, start with the one out in Compton. Work your way to the Atlanta one, and you're going to – it's some good TV. No, nah, that's
1: a fact. Any um any documentary you need that, that we're missing that we haven't gotten yet?
0: Man, I was listening to Bun B on Bomani The Right Time with Bomani Jones, and he was talking about um, how people would always ask him about Outkast, ask him about A-Ball and MJG. Mm-hmm. There needs to be a documentary chronicling like Southern hip hop roots. So if we start with the Ghetto Boys and you do A Ball, M J G U G K mm-hmm. and the Hot Boys Outcasts. and Outkast yeah. and kind of like just go through how all of them were popping at the same time, but yeah. they never really worked with each other, and just I, I feel like that'll be fire. Yeah, because they were all around the same. Well, I mean, not, Ghetto Boys exactly. a little bit earlier, but Hot
1: Boys, mm-hmm. Outkast a Ball, MJG, UTK, yeah. those are same pretty times. much around the
0: same. And Bun said they never, he said we never ran into A Ball and MJG for like a long time. Yep. Like it was never like, no, it wasn't no beef anything. It was right. just like we were never on the same bills. We were never in the same cities at the same time. People usually, when they booked us, they would book us one after one another or something like that, but never on the same show. So I feel like that would be, dope. Like there would be a, a dope documentary just to follow their. The, similar roles and how they almost probably did this and did that. Even, oh, 3 should be another one True. that should be in there with them because they were talking about, Bun was talking about the uh, 3-6 album that they were supposed to do. it was that's Underground the, Mafia. Underground Mafia, Sipping on Some Scissor Herb was going to be on there and a couple other songs that they hadn't put out. So I just feel like that would have been a fire documentary just chronicling Southern hip-hop groups.
1: Yeah, one that I need right now, and I remember a couple years ago, Kim K mentioned this, that Kanye has videotaped all of his albums, mm. and he's got that footage mm. on deck that he's never put out. Can you picture we just talked about how we don't have many classic albums that hey, are have in, for in studio for family. can you picture the sessions in Hawaii with that my beautiful dark twisted fantasy? yeah what like nigga? What are you sitting on that? When are you gonna put that out when you're on your deathbed? I need that <laughs> now. Regardless of how you feel about Yay,
0: yeah, that's TV that you. Would that, no, not we got to see that. To miss, yeah. We
1: got to see that. Even I'm college dropout. Because that. think of the any one of them. Yeah, any, really any one of them. Think of the Yay. Because think of Yay in college dropout mode versus where he was at on the level in My Beautiful Dark Twisted That's Fan. a different person. You know what I'm saying? So, like, just kind of seeing the more the timid, but he was still kind of talking shit, even though he hadn't really accomplished right. much at the time. But you see the confidence coming from him there, and then you, you kind of see him orchestrating that My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, which a lot of people call...
0: Masterpiece together. Yeah,
1: that's what I'm saying. He putting that together with all those different acts and stuff, like we need that foot like, i don't know what hard drive that's sitting on like but make sure that motherfucker's working and you know what i'm saying it's in good condition yeah, do not lose it. that and somebody steal it that need to be in a safe <laughs> locked a off in cut cuz <laughs> yeah. we need to see that documentary a sapping to am i am i wrong Didn't the blueprint 3 have a documentary Am I wrong? If it did, I don't Never know why they that? just, one, I don't know why they would decide to document <laughs> that album.
0: And I, For some reason, I remember Jay like in Hawaii or some shit, and they was doing it like the sessions over it. Yeah. He was that shit. I don't know what that was. It'll sound forgettable. It was something else. It, do, it was. The
1: Carter has a documentary, though. Wayne. The Wayne's? Yep. Hmm. Yep, I forgot about that. He yeah, does have one. I it didn't make I a I lot of noise. Yeah, it didn't make a lot of noise, so that probably means it's really not that good. Probably. But, yeah, it may be worth investigating. Somebody let, let us know what that car
0: to hitting on. We might have to double back and talk about some of the vlogs, some of the best vlogs we mm-hmm. have seen, too. Yeah, Maybe yeah, for sure. YouTube show or something.
1: Y'all let us know in the rap chat on Facebook, man, what's some of your favorite hip-hop documentaries. Give us your top three. Let's hear it. We'd appreciate that. Now yeah. we've got a second music break M extra, if you're not too wasted down there in MIA, what you got? Second song of the week. It's my boy London J checking in with you, featuring that boy Tip, Mr. Kang. London J, featuring tip, you. I had to be the woman I
0: thought. that, I'm about to wallow this the chain, got caught. Damn. You look like a woman that should really be put up. So you're naked, no flaws if you will, a little. Hey, all I want to do is put my tongue in the middle. Hum on it for you, let you come on my dental. I swear, I'm fucking with my mental. Don't want to break nobody hard a accidental. But I had a song that was on when I last seen you, and I get sentimental. She, cause I belong in the kennel. A dog-ass yeah, nigga finna haul out with a bare bitch somewhere where your phone ain't finna work. Satellite location, all good penalty.
1: We are back. That was London J. with you featuring T.I. How you feel about London J.?
0: My boy T.I. has to be most selective with who he lends out his verses to in 2019. <laughs> <You> I understand, <laughs> understand that London J. is on Hustle Gang. And sure. He's trying to make his career do whatever it's going to do, but... This ain't it, bruh. <laughs> ain't it. No, this song was all right. Nah, not for like, bruh. It was all right. If it's quiet, which is quiet right now, now and, and, and the summer is about to happen, yeah. and you bring me this, yeah. I'm highly upset at whoever is a and like whatever's going on at Grand Hustle. Cause this ain't it. Yeah. <laughs> like, this it, ain't was right. it. it was all right. It was all right. They need to call young Dro. But somebody that got hits under their belt, get them in the studio, and, and try again because this ain't it. If you waiting on young Dro to get to the studio now. <laughs> somebody. you, you going to London J. <laughs> hey,
1: man. If you can't mm. find Dro, you got to settle for mm. London J.
0: Spoldy nah, it, um, nobody ain't around.
1: Man, it's rough over at Hustle Gang right well, now. <laughs> Where five mics at, man? Nah, in that instance. Um, let's talk Drake, man. Question of the week before we get ghost. Drake's presence. Um... At the NBA playoffs, he's been front and center at the Toronto games. Young Aubrey, we can uh, expect more of him because they actually made it to the finals. He even went as far as Yay. doing a post-game interview that actually made it to Sports Center. Drake, the artist, hasn't played a lick of basketball ever yeah, in man, life. Life um, is this exposure doing more g-
0: bad than good for Drake. It's doing way more good than bad, and the reason being. I listen to Dan Patrick daily. I've been listening to Dan Patrick. Dan Patrick's a sportscast. He's on NBC. Yep. He probably knows two hip hop artists. He talked about Drake for three days <laughs> on his nationally syndicated podcast. He reaches out to everybody, and he admitted that he didn't know a Drake song, which I feel like he was flogging. Clearly, he but. Can't have him. People have been talking about Drake. He's been on Center. Like, they've been talking about him on Center, like, every hour <laughs> on the hour. And Drake said he was taking a break this year, and that was taking a break for music. I think that he's going to continue to capitalize and figure out, all right, I don't have to even go to the studio. What I'm going to do is make these waves where people are looking, people are talking to NBA finals. The most popular sport on social media is the NBA. They get more engagement than the NFL, yep. MLS, anybody else. They get all the engagement on social media. Social media. So, if the finals are going on, especially well, excuse me, the Eastern Conference finals are going on, I'm sitting right here courtside. I want people talking about me. He finding out Drake is being brilliant at marketing without doing his day job. And that's right. rapping, what he's best at, which was rapping. Now you look up and you're seeing him everywhere. They're talking about him everywhere. He's all over sports. And Is Drake good or bad for the game? Great for me if I'm Drake and OVO. I don't <laughs> care what y'all think. If I'm great or bad, I'm walking. And he plays into it, too. Like, the nigga was dressed like Tupac from above the rim yeah. for Game 6. Like... Drake is he's the you, ultimate boy. troll. He's corny, but he knows how to do it well. Mm-hmm. Like, anybody that hates on him or says it, I like, man, I don't like that, like, what, you, you can't like hip-hop, because like, like, this is what it's about, like putting yourself on front street, making a, a dollar off your name, and he ain't got to work hard at it. Uh,
1: first of all, for those that don't remember, he's a global ambassador for the Toronto Raptors. Well, he works, works for them. Yeah, he, technically he works for them. So that's why, that's one reason he's, he, of course he'd get them seats anyway, obviously, but right. he's also working with Toronto in that aspect. That's why he's on stage, on, outside in the little park or whatever. But anyway, this is, working in his favor. What people don't realize, though, is that in game five or maybe game four, game four in Toronto that actually kind of got this brewing a little bit because he was rubbing the coach's shoulders and doing all that, that hoodie he had on was a new collaboration with the clothing line D-Squared. That's a new drop that just happened the other day. That hoodie is $589. And I have seen Drake in that hoodie on the sidelines in the media cycle for the last 72 hours, dude. Top so if you, think, if you think that them hoodies didn't sell the fuck out immediately or if they, not, they haven't completely out, they damn near sold out, you're fooling yourself, yeah. dude. And that's all super dope marketing for free. Promo for free. I ain't got to put no single out, no album out. It doesn't matter. I can prance up and down the sidelines like I'm Spike Lee because we've all seen it before. We've seen Spike man, Lee do people shit. People have done play this with before, the the yeah. uh, the, uh, the players and shit. People so to this. It, this is perfect for him. We see other people trying to copy. We saw you Gucci man. man.
0: Nice try. Yeah, nice try Gucci, Gucci see, man. <laughs> man, listen, and that's if, your man. If I'm me forty. I got my people on the phone right now. Look, every Warriors thing. Like, y'all, I want to do interviews. He already sit courtside. He's been doing it for a couple of years. They're going to be looking for, all right, Drake's a popular rapper over here. Mainstream America and media is going to be looking for the rival to that E-40. Been right there holding it down. it's not going to be E-40. I would have my people on that if I were E-40. But all better call somebody else. I don't know if he can hold it up. No, he can't. I don't know that.
1: Shout out to E-40. He's a legend and all of that. But
0: if you, do, he been there. You I think mean, he Earl gonna Earl get Sports Earl Center and Dan Earl Patrick Earl. coverage? He done been on there before. I don't, I don't know that. about. I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't know that. about Dan Patrick. Yeah, way, he's been on Sports Center before. E40. Man, it was a slow
1: news day on that. On that day, shout out to E40. That's my guy. He's gonna sheesh. be right there. The
0: Drake and E40 song is coming. The we final song. We <laughs> don't need that it's either. Garmin. It's coming. Uh, well, I'll pass. Um,
1: before we get out of here, on decker of the week is everybody who RSVP. Like Shout that. out to all of y'all, everybody who
0: sold the show
1: out, all five thousand of y'all. Yeah, appreciate that. <laughs> Stadium status. <laughs> now, nah, but we appreciate that again. Follow our uh, Instagrams and Twitters at On Deck TV Podcast for information. Maybe some more seats pop up. You Maybe some more know. seats
0: pop up. Maybe some giveaways start to happen. Maybe you start seeing merch. Maybe you never know all of these things are about to happen. So stay tuned to the On Deck TV Podcast instagram page stay tuned to the on deck tv podcast twitter page Continue yep. to watch the YouTube videos. Like I said, we may even go live, ask a hip-hop trivia question, and give you a bottle or You or never know. It, whatever it may be. We're just trying to do a big build-up to episode 300. We want to get some momentum going into it, and we want the on-deckers to help us with that. So with that being said, you're going to see a lot more activity from us. So make sure you guys join us in that activity, and you'll get some cool things from
1: it. 100%. Now, before we get out of here, some new music out. Of course, YG, For Real, For Real. Y'all check that out. Let us know what you think. Money back yo, forever back heartless. Yo, I, That's all right. not bad. It's, all right. it's it's good gym music. If you go treadmill or something. Mm. elliptical. Mm. Uh, everybody from Memphis sounded
0: like starting to. The it start, yeah,
1: starting to sound like I mean, but Money Back Yo is a little repetitive in the shit he be talking about. Though. He sound like Dolph to me. Nah, not quite. Last album kind of sounded like Dolph possible. Um, Also, coming out this week, this Friday, Denzel Curry. uh, We played his joint the other day, uh, the other week, Ricky. He's got a new tape called Zoo. It's coming out. Z-U-U is how it's spelled. Mm. Um, So I'm interested to see what that's hitting on. Mm. Should be pretty good. Other than that, it's pretty slow. Unless somebody drops under this holiday weekend. Surprise Uh, holiday album. You never know. What do you got on deck for the holiday? You cooking out?
0: What you gonna do? No, no, absolutely not. Man, I'm chilling. I'm trying to get my rest in. Working on... work. Plan, plot, strategize. You about to you about to hit the PJ? Yeah, absolutely, take man. A I gotta flight? get on tarmac. Get on tarmac. If that's what he, I don't even know if that's called. Nah. But
1: uh, get on the PJ. You
0: got a car, taking it out there. Yeah,
1: all that. Gotcha. Yeah, the Uber Black. Uber I Black. That's a, yeah, X. yeah, that's X the one. Or Black. Yeah,
0: Black. That's the one.
1: None of that shit. I will be on a flight though. Um, uh, going to Milan. It should be fun.
0: One to Milan.
1: Never been to Italy. Nice. This will be good. Eat some pizza. What they eat? Pasta and shit. What is that? I think the
0: Italians do eat pasta. Yeah, we go. Call it gravy. The the, the spaghetti sauce they call it gravy, not marinara sauce. Oh, that's some Have some culture While you're there <laughs> call, call, call the marinara sauce Great I don't think I'll be doing that shit I got some Gucci For you to fit in I don't need it. Yeah, I can't fit any of that shit I don't want any of that European cut, cut shit I can't right. do it You're right about that um,
1: Again Y'all holler at us On Facebook um, Instagram And leave a comment On iTunes Follow the YouTube YouTube.com Slash On Deck TV yeah, Podcast Y'all
0: subscribe To the YouTube page As a matter of fact Okay There's a way That you could do A giveaway on YouTube If you guys subscribe And you comment On the mm. pictures Or something like that we'll select a comment. Okay. And we will give you a free bottle. On this you know, episode. Of one of the sponsors. They got a comment on this episode, You have though. to comment on this episode. We will select a comment from whatever comments are there, and we will send you. We'll get your information. For sure. And we will send you a bottle of our official 300th episode live On Deck TV sponsored alcohol. All right. That's what we'll do.
1: Fair enough. All right. Um, we'll see y'all next week, man. Episode 302.
0: Hi. Good morning. Oh, and in case I don't see you,